Now today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. A big federal IT buzzword gets a promotion from the Trump administration. The White House is setting up a select committee on artificial intelligence. The new committee aims to build greater public-private collaboration in AI research. It will be chaired by the White House's National Science and Technology Council and the directors of the National Science Foundation and DARPA. The White House says federal investment in unclassified AI has grown by more than 40 percent since 2015. A bipartisan coalition of senators and representatives wants to establish a National Security Commission on Artificial Intelligence. They introduce a bill to do so. It will provide recommendations on building the AI industry and consist of 15 congressionally appointed members. The Pentagon is already in the process of setting up an AI center of excellence. And the House Armed Services Committee passes the 2019 Defense Authorization Bill by a vote of 60 to 1. The bill authorizes a budget of $716 billion. The Senate Armed Services Committee is expected to mark up its version of the bill later this month. Congress is looking to shrink the missions of the Defense Information Systems Agency. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. The Defense Authorization Bill the House Armed Services Committee sent to the House floor this week would remove DISA's responsibilities to handle IT contracting on behalf of the Defense Department. The bill would order the Pentagon to reassign those functions to some other part of DOD between now and 2021. The same legislation would reduce DISA's role in defending military networks. It would reassign the jobs currently handled by the Joint Force Headquarters DOD Information Network to U.S. U.S. Cyber Command. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. The Defense Department may not be getting enough competition for a popular form of contracting. The Defense Department spends 40% of its procurement budget through indefinite delivery, indefinite quantity, or IDIQ type contracts, and 75% of those competitions were with a single contractor instead of multiple contractors. The Government Accountability Office finds between 2015 and 2017, the military included provisions that, while not explicitly limiting competitions, may have had the potential to reduce the number of contractors bidding on the work. GEO says the reasons vary, including task orders set aside for small businesses. I'm Jason Miller. Two members of Congress want all victims of the Office of Personnel Management cyber breaches to receive identity protection services for life. Congressman Dutch Ruppersberger and D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton reintroduced the Recover Act. Current and former federal employees, contractors, and others impacted by the breaches already have access to identity theft and protection services, but those services currently expire in 2026. Ruppersberger and Norton say they wanted to reintroduce the legislation to commemorate Public Service Recognition Week. Representative Tom Graves is acting on the White House's suggestion to cut spending by $15 billion. He introduces the Spending Cuts to Expired and Unnecessary Programs Act. It eliminates funds for unused spending programs like loans for advanced technology vehicles, Ebola response, and the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation. A new bill would help small manufacturers comply with cybersecurity requirements from the Defense Department's supply chain initiative. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. The House version is sponsored by California's Jimmy Panetta. It would use the Hollings Manufacturing Extension Partnerships to consult with small defense subcontractors struggling with or unaware of the rules for protecting their computers. Panetta says even small parts and device suppliers hold intellectual property that, if lost, could affect national security. A Senate version also has bipartisan support. I'm Tom Temin. And two Democratic senators want more transparency from Health and Human Services Inspector General. Senators Claire McCaskill and Ron Wyden call on HHS's OIG to inform the public when companies have been charged with violating federal law. The Government Accountability Office found HHS's OIG does not publicly disclose when it puts health care providers on probation for instances of waste, fraud, or abuse. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.